0: Welcome to the Farcast here at Shadron State College. I'm Daniel Binkert with my co-host, Alex Helmbrecht, as always. And we're today here today with another Helmbrecht, Brittany Helmbrecht. Dr. Brittany Helmbrecht. And I want to welcome you to the pod- podcast. Um, okay. I know you and Alex have never met before. Right. Just a coincidence that <laughs> <laughs> yeah. you share the same yeah, last so
1: name. <laughs> yeah, there's so many Helmbrechts in the world. Oh, there are. <laughs>
0: um, so, Brittany, uh, you are an assistant professor in the HPER department, um, commonly known around uh, CSC as Hyper. Okay. Is that still an accurate thing? Should we keep saying that?
2: Well, yes, of course.
0: All right, very good. <laughs> Um, So Brittany, tell us a little bit of background. Where did you grow up and how did you end up here at CSC?
2: I am originally from Michigan. And, you know, Michiganders, they use their hand. So I'm over, I was from here. Very handy. uh, Grand Rapids, Michigan, a little town north of that. And I went to college in Michigan. And when I was kind of done with uh, my undergrad, I was looking for graduate assistant positions within the recreation field. And I found one for Kearney, Nebraska. And so I had to Google it, and then I had to zoom out like 70 times to figure out where Nebraska was. Um, But I went to Kearney for my master's degree, and I had a friend there who like a year or so later was like, man, you have to meet this guy in Shadron. He's so great. And I was like, whatever, you know, it's Shadron. That's just what kind of the attitude people at Kearney had. And here I am. I've been here for nine years. Is it
0: really nine years now? Wow. This is a
2: ninth year here. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. Isn't that wild? Time
0: flies. Yeah.
2: yeah. So here I am.
0: All right. Well, yeah. well, good to have you here. And <laughs> it only you. took us nine years to get you on the podcast. <laughs> yeah. Yes, exactly. I've been dying
2: to get on, but you know, something about like nepotism or you know
1: <laughs> we wanna make it look you know, we're above board on all this. <laughs> well you do you do owe me five dollars because of the the bet we had Brittany would point to her hand to explain where she was from Michigan <laughs> in the first 30 seconds of the podcast. And she did. So well, you guys wrote nice. the question.
2: So that, you know, I think you set me up there.
1: Yeah, we yeah. we
0: I'm just kind of shaking my head at myself for saying that's handy. <laughs> and I said it just straight faced.
1: And after I said, it, I was, wow, that's quite the pun there. Very good, very good. <laughs> that's so good, I though, feel yeah. accomplished for the day. <laughs>
2: very good.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so you mentioned central Michigan. Um, proud home of the Chippewas, Fire Up Chips, right? Um, Talk a little bit about your undergraduate experience, because I think it's probably a little bit different there on a much larger scale than than most of your students experience here. Um, And then how did that kind of lead to where you advocate now for first generation students here?
2: So Central Michigan, when I was there, I think the enrollment was 25,000 to 28,000 students that I was going to school with. And so To me then, it didn't seem that out of place uh, because I graduated with like 500 students in my high school class, but it was very, like you could be very anonymous at a big university. So I went to lectures with like 150 students, or if I had like smaller classes, you know, you're just, you're in, you don't really have the same professors all the time, and like I said, you can be anonymous. Um, you have to hold yourself really accountable, I think in a larger scale. So I was a first generation student, meaning that I'm the first in my family to go to college. And I didn't really know then that I was a first gen student or like what that meant. So, now that i'm an instructor and now that i understand that if i could go back i think there's so many different things that i would have like known how to do differently or like situations i wouldn't have put myself in like maybe financially so i think right now i'm just an advocate to try to help people not make those same mistakes um yeah and just kind of from my experience helping people so they don't have to go through that
1: yeah it's great you, you don't
0: know what you don't know
2: yeah exactly yeah. So
0: for our <clears throat> viewers, and actually to remind me too, what sort of services do we have here at CSC for first-gen students?
2: Well, there's Project Strive and TRIO, and those are both grant-operated. So if you are a low-income or first-gen student, there they have additional support services through those programs. And so you have access to more counseling. They do different programming that really just helps students kind of understand what college is like, how to, you know, go through financial aid, how to meet with your advisor, and the really important things that you might miss if you didn't have someone at home telling you that these are important.
1: Great. Excellent. Mm -hmm. Brittany, I kind of have a follow-up question. Since you went to a large university, did you have much interaction with the faculty in your discipline, or did you an advisor? Did you talk to these people? I mean, because I I know just obviously because I see you every day and and talk (laughs) to you. um, I know one of the things you really love about your job is that you get to advise students and you get to create these and and nurture these relationships that are really fulfilling. Mm -hmm. Um, Did that occur there?
2: Not really. So all the general education courses like you know, I took anatomy with probably a 100 students. I took chemistry and biology and all those different classes. And you could just, like, show up or not show up. Like, there was just no one there, you know. And I think even even though the professors lectured, they weren't the ones to, like, grade the assignments or right. anything like that. So there wasn't a lot of connection in those classes. Uh, within my major classes, So I had a couple different majors in college. I started off uh, athletic training. And so there was kind of a little cohort there where the professors, you know, really got to know their students because there wasn't as many of them. But when I moved over to the journalism department and public relations, I think just based on the numbers, it... You know, you kind of get lost in those different things. And so it's it's not a real, like, personal environment, but I also, maybe from being a first gen or maybe just, you know, from being timid, I didn't reach out to my advisors. I think the only time I ever saw my advisor was to sign my major. And then I switched from major, like, four times. So I saw my <laughs> advisor four times <laughs> during my college career. But everything was kind of do it your own. Like we, and it was old school too. So we would have to like set our alarms and then get on our computers after looking through our catalog to decide, you know, what classes we needed to take. And we just like hoped that we did it right on our own. Yeah.
1: That's one of the things I'm really happy to see just throughout my career here because I, I kind of reflect back on my time when I was a student as well. There's so many more opportunities for students to get the help that they need and to fully understand and realize what's going on. So I'm I'm really thankful for that. that those yeah. That those changes have happened just in my short time here. Well,
0: it sometimes yeah. feels like it's uh, you know a broken record for us where we're constantly talking about that that one-on-one opportunity that students have with the faculty members, and it's yeah, it's a, such a valid thing. It's so important mm-hmm. to the, let them know about it. Um, if, if they've had any experiences with a larger school where that has, isn't the case or Mm -hmm. they might not be expecting that, it's like, yeah, that's the way it is here. It really helps.
2: I really love that. I mean, even I've had the opportunity to advise students who were not even assigned to me as an advisor, just by getting to know them in class or just kind of being open so they can come ask me questions. And I just, you know, I really like helping in that aspect. Like, you don't need to take extra classes. You know, you, you can hit this. You don't need to do this. You know, like, finding what works best and getting students into the right field yeah. just, you know, it it helps in the long run, and I like doing that. So,
0: Well, tell us a little bit about did you expect to end up in teaching, and how did that come about, and what sort of courses do you teach right now?
2: So I – when I went to Kearney – let me back up. So I went from athletic training right. <laughs> to – Pre-physical therapy, that was kind of my goal along to was to be a physical therapist. And then halfway through my undergraduate, I was like, man, I really don't want to do this. So I switched over to my other kind of passion at that time, which was journalism. But then I didn't want to be a journalist. And so I was like, well, I'll just do public relations, so concentration. So I have a journalism degree with a public relations concentration and a psychology minor. And in my junior, senior year, I was working in campus recreation. So I worked a lot with intramurals and the facility. We have this huge uh, wellness rec center. And I figured out that I could do that as an occupation. And so that's what brought me to Kearney. Um, I got a graduate assistant position working at UNK in their intramurals department. And when I came here, you know, I was really trying to find... I was kind of at a stopping point or I guess like a restarting point. I knew after Carney that I didn't want to go into campus recreation. You know, it had some, just some different hours that I just didn't think were conducive to the life I wanted to live. And, and so I tried to reflect on the things that I really liked best about, about what I did there. And it was the teaching aspect. Yeah. So I would teach students how to officiate and I'd go out and help them to, you know, be the best intramural officials ever. And, so I thought about going back for education, and then a job opened up in the hyper department like four days before the 2015 school year, and I got it. So I started teaching then, and I got hired full-time that following year, and that's all she wrote. Okay. Here I am. Yeah. Yes. And so now I teach, uh, I kind of get to like, bring all my worlds together. So I teach uh, fitness activities, I teach health and wellness, a lot of sections of health and wellness. I teach a capstone called uh, sports reporters, which is a sports journalism class. And I also, and right now I'm teaching community and environmental health. And I also used to teach sports officiating and team sports.
1: Okay. Yeah. The the whole spectrum. So the whole sports
2: spectrum. Yes. Yeah.
1: Awesome. So uh, kind of within that sports vein, you're in your first year as being the faculty athletic representative for CSC. Talk a little bit about what is that role? And and then maybe what are some of the goals that you have uh, within that role?
2: So as a faculty athletic rep, I am kind of the connection between athletics and faculty. And so that that incorporates like you know, being that connection between the students if they're having any issues with other faculty members or the faculty if they're having issues with athletics for any reason. So I'm kind of that go-between or, I guess, like representative on both sides. And I'm really excited to be in the position. I, I feel like it's a great opportunity for me to be an advocate for the student-athletes. Uh, you know, we see a lot of them in the hyper department. And where I teach essential studies, I feel like I see a lot of them already as well. So uh, one of my goals is to... Assist with kind of the stress management uh, aspect of things, like the trying to help students, student-athletes especially, with their stress. And so one of the goals I have is to bring in a speaker that might relate to that. So I'm trying right now to bring in a sports psychologist to yeah. uh, kind of help students just maybe like see what that's like, you know, I always reference Ted Lasso, if you've ever watched that show. And, like, everyone was so excited when the sports psychologist was there to help with the yips and different things that might might happen. So that's kind of one of my goals uh, in the short term is to see what we can do there.
0: All right. Yeah. Well, so in addition to all this campus involvement, you are also heavily involved in the community of Shadron and um, are expanding our hiking and biking trails. Tell us a little bit about your involvement and, and all that outdoor uh, work.
2: Yes, so I am the chair of the Northwest Nebraska Trails Association. And we, like Daniel said, promote, maintain, build uh, Uh non-motorized recreational trails in our area. And, yeah, it's pretty exciting to be part of. We do maintenance on trails. A big project we're working on right now is the Cowboy Trail and the Cowboy Trail Connection. So we are trying to get, you know, this long-distance bike trail done. And I don't know, hopefully that'll be... Yeah, there's some really fun things going on with that yeah. soon. So. so,
0: some background for the listeners mm-hmm. and viewers. Yes. What's the cowboy trail?
2: Oh yes, okay. So the cowboy trail is a rail, it's called a rails to trail. So it used to be an old rail line. Mm-hmm. Um they converted it to a rail or a, a bike trail. And it's 321 miles when completed all across the state. It starts in Norfolk and when it's done, it'll end in Shadron. And it's, you know, used for biking and walking. It is completed from Norfolk to about Valentine, and then there's a section completed from Gordon to Rushville. And our group is trying to complete it from I guess Hay Springs into Shadron. Okay. The Cowboy Trail connection then is what's going to move the trail further. So technically, the Cowboy Trail, which is owned by Game and Parks, is it ends about six miles outside of town. So the Cowboy Trail Connection will be a trail that we're gonna build in the right of way of the rail line that's still there. And we will bring it all the way into Shadron. So Great. yeah, so our entire community can, you know, use that trail. People who come in, they can actually station themselves in downtown Shadron and, and jump on it there instead of you know, off the highway, yep. like that way. <laughs>
0: Oh, that when that gets whenever that gets completed, gonna be a fantastic addition.
2: Yeah, there's actually two bills going through the legislature right now that would provide funding for construction and maintenance of the Cowboy Trail. So that That'd would be, be huge. Really, yeah. really exciting.
1: Absolutely. Yeah, I know we definitely see a lot of use on the trails over here on campus. So yeah, mm-hmm. the more the better. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. You forgot to mention Bike Walk Nebraska. Talk a little bit about that. Oh, yes.
2: Um, I am a board member of Bike Walk Nebraska. It's an advocacy group for, you know, the support of of safe alternative transportation. And it's mostly, it's not mostly focused on the east side, but they're doing a lot of really cool projects on the east side with bike lanes and um, improving different trails over there. But they are like a huge part of the legislative bills that are going through right now. So, um, you know, our director, Julie, she does a fantastic job just like promoting everything, like for the whole state of Nebraska. So even though I'm way over here, I, I feel really excited to be included in that statewide initiative. Yeah. Excellent. Mm
1: -hmm. Um, so you, you recently received your Edd, D-H-E-D. D- right D H yeah. E D sorry was that what it's I mean? so unique I know <laughs> the doctor of health education right yes, yeah. yeah okay my my fault um, what was that experience like um, and then tell us a little bit about your dissertation I know you recently gave a Graves lecture on it but yes. give us the rundown
2: so. To be a tenured faculty, you need to have a doctorate. And when I got the job here, I started to find programs, and I found one based on a recommendation from a former faculty who worked in my department. And I started it. It was online um, through AT Still University, and it was—I don't know—it's done. So it's hard. To <laughs> 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 it's that's like really the most important thing. But you know, it was—it was a good experience. It taught me a lot about teaching and assessment, uh, but also health promotion and the different things that I incorporate in my job right now, um, different learning technologies, and that. Uh, my dissertation was it was called Predictors of Stress in First-Generation College Students, and we looked at different things that might, you know, just naturally uh, make people or make first-generation students a little bit more stressed, those being uh, self-esteem, locus of control, so, like, how they, you know, give control or how they place it. Oh, gosh, I can't even remember. Um,
1: This is where Daniel will link to the Graves Lecture Series. Oh, yeah, it's picture picture Yeah, we've got it online, so, Please like
2: and subscribe to my Graves Lecture Series. (laughs)
0: Thank you, thank you. I think you're the first person on the podcast to do that.
2: (laughs) Yes. Put in a plug. Like and subscribe. (laughs) But, yes, uh, it was... It looked at different predictors of stress, and there were a couple of things that we could tell for first generation students the higher the self esteem, the lower the stress. Um, And if they use different coping styles, so if they did, um, I think it was emotion focused coping where they, you know, sought out counseling services and, you know, talking with people about their stresses, um, that helped to decrease their stress. Mm -hmm. So that was actually published in the Journal of something. (laughs) Uh (laughs) I just take that part out. She didn't
1: do it for the accolades. I did
2: not. It was published and it's really exciting. Um, the journal of student affairs. There you go. There we go. I knew that. Um, yeah, it's really exciting that it's published and I'm so excited to be done with it. So that's, I think my biggest achievement. Well, and I have to,
1: I have to commend you as not just a colleague, but also as your husband that you're able to do that uh, while also having two kids and having a family, oh, yes.
2: so yes. congratulations well, to It's you. been a busy Thank few
1: you. years here, hasn't it? Was it was a heavy lift. It, it there was a lot of work. It
2: has. I turned in my dissertation on March fifteenth, 2020, so my dissertation is as old as the pandemic, and then I had a baby <laughs> it two years. feels like year it's 80 years so. old. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, and then I had a baby two weeks later, so just from one adventure to the next, yeah. but, yeah, couldn't have done it without my family, so... Yeah. And all the support, you know, our our department is great and resources on campus were really helpful with helping me get it set up and helping me get it all done and yeah. Takes a village to get it all done, so I can't take complete credit for it myself. But.
0: Well, congratulations. Yeah, Thank I'm you. sure it's Thanks. absolutely fantastic yes. to have it. Clearly, done.
2: I am trying to put it in the rear view. With yeah,
0: yeah, nothing <laughs> well, you wrong with well that. You it's, no can. it's taking, done. You're no done. longer <laughs> taking
2: up space in my brain. So.
0: I just have a few questions about some of the numbers you're referencing in your um, dissertation. Mm-hmm. No, I'm kidding.
2: <laughs> so, this is no, mm-hmm. <laughs> this is a statistical analysis I don't remember using. <laughs>
0: um so we'll shift gears and talk about uh, group fit and yoga so you're a Ooh. licensed group fit instructor yes. and you teach yoga in fact we had a, a college relations um it was like one of those uh, if you guys have ever seen Dr. Zhivago when they're marching through the wilderness in the dead of winter, uh, as a like a team building exercise, Alex drugged the whole college relations staff in and had us do yoga, which yes. you led. Yes. So, exa- you know, yes. Blood alone moves the wheels of history. Yes, so. Yes. so we've been through that. Uh, so where did your enjoyment of all, all that come from?
2: Well, just for starters, like that was, that was my stress management responsibility to you guys, knowing that you had to spend an entire day with your boss. We appreciate so, that. Yes, That's why you do yoga all the Yes, about. that is why. <laughs> um, I got into yoga a handful of years ago. Tara Ledbetter, uh, she's a Shadron, well, no longer Shadron resonant, but she was teaching yoga classes and okay. I just decided to go get started and loved it. It you know, it's really good for, like, strength building, but for me, it was just, like, so stress-relieving Be being able, being able to do it once a week, and I think I started out doing it at the end of the week, so I was like, all my, all my stresses just kind of went away, being able to do that, and then I just started doing it after I went to the South Dakota Yoga Conference one year. I started adding it into my fitness and wellness classes, and just kind of, it went from there, and then people started asking me to to do sessions of it, and... So I've just kind of just run with it. You know, there's different types of yoga. The one that I really love to do and I love to teach is the restorative yoga, which is that just deep breathing, trying to relax, just moving really slowly, you know, stretching out your upper back from always sitting at the computer, but just kind of that easy, easy stuff. So that's kind of my specialty there.
0: Yeah. And that's also featured in the Graves Lecture uh, presentation it that Brittany is. did. Yes.
2: <laughs> <laughs> it is, yes. Cherry
0: Covered everything. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. You don't necessarily have need to have a lot of space to do right. this, right?
2: Yeah, of course not. Nope. Well, That's good we, stuff. Can, we could do it. You go, no, I'm just kidding.
0: We're, I could yeah, got <laughs> <I can> always <laughs> use it
1: the way that my computer is set up. It's just, I feel like a...
2: Yeah. I think everyone could benefit from some.
0: Yeah. Well, yeah. I like the idea, like, so... You, you were um, starting it like, on you know, do, do it on a Friday, and that mm-hmm. seems like a perfect way to lead into a weekend.
2: Yep, absolutely. And I know in my fitness classes, especially when we get into some of the stuff, like we'll run next week and the week after, and then we'll do some strength training. And so... I don't, I mean, not everyone takes the time to properly cool down and to properly like reset. And so even just incorporating that in my class, it's like, okay, we ran this week. So let's just do some yoga and just relax. And then I'll try to be intentional about doing it before like midterms or like finals, like finals week for two weeks before we just do yoga and just do that stuff. So I try to be really intentional with that. And you know, I've started adding it into my health and wellness class too. That has so many different topics, but I try to take the time, like spiritual wellness and and physical wellness, emotional. Mm-hmm. It can, you know, benefit all those. So yeah,
0: I think all yeah. we need to add to that, yeah, and then is some uh, pet therapy,
2: and oh, we've yeah. got like
0: the whole
1: rail- relaxation yeah. structure. Yeah,
2: oh, uh, Project Strive does pet therapy. Yeah, yeah, yeah during finals good stuff. week. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. yeah. Um, Brittany, what are some of your uh, interests or hobbies outside work? I know we mentioned a few of them, but what else do you like to do?
2: Well, I really like to hike. We're a big hiking family.
1: Can't go wrong with that.
2: <laughs> yeah. Yep. Um, that's kind of it. I just, I like spending time with my family. I like going hiking. I like traveling around to different places in northwest Nebraska and the Black Hills and stuff. And yeah, that's... It's yeah. my only hobbies, I think, taking right. care of two kids and a husband.
0: That keeps busy enough, I'm
1: sure. I am
2: very busy,
1: yes. Well, for those who don't know, um, Nebraska tourism does a passport. And we didn't do it last year, obviously, because of the pandemic, but we've done it a few years prior to that. And Brittany gets very competitive <laughs> <laughs> with the Nebraska off. passport. And so. Yeah. Um, it's it's actually a really fun thing to do, uh, to kind of go around and see, because there's so many great things in our mm-hmm. backyard, but mm-hmm. obviously statewide too, oh, but... Yeah. Um, I, I always remember how competitive you got with that where we were in Kearney one day she's like we got to hit one more <laughs> yeah
2: <laughs> got to get those stickers i think that year was a t-shirt so
1: yeah we all got t-shirts
2: Everyone does it for the t-shirt oh yeah that's
0: totally understandable <laughs> i got to say those um the Northwest Nebraska Trails Association i, I i'm yeah full disclosure i'm also on that <laughs> yes. and the main reason i am is because i got a really slick uh it, well, the lightweight t-shirt, long sleeve hoodie. Yeah.
2: yeah that's very yes, nice. Thanks for that. Yep. <laughs> com.
1: I'll put that in website. the description too. Yes, yep. yes. Yeah. It's a great organization. The, yeah. the, the cleaning the trails, you know, that one that we did south of, of campus there helped out mm-hmm. Lucinda and stuff. It was awesome. And then um, if you ever have an opportunity to go hiking with Steve Rolfsmeyer, um, we we'll get some yeah. knowledgeable people. Oh my gosh, Plant it's so great! Yeah, yeah, it's so great. So there's a lot of cool opportunities.
2: Yeah. Well, let me just plug that for a minute sure. because it is only what January. So this whole year, I mean, we plan to do a lot of stuff. I talked about the Cowboy Trail, but. You know, we have a member who's really interested in doing like hiking with kids and leading some of that stuff. And then I know Daniel especially likes the maintenance days. We Uh, clean barbed wire. better than, yeah, pulling (laughs) barbed wire around. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, so we're going to do maintenance days. And I think we'll do a lot more like group hikes and bike rides to just try to explore trails together. There are so many, like in this little trails guide that you can find at the chamber, there are so many trails out there that I don't think a lot of people explore. Like even we haven't even done them all. Mm -hmm. And so getting a group together makes it a little more comfortable. And, yeah. It's one of those fun
0: works in progress, uh, I know, for for me personally. Well, let's go into our quick hitting questions because I'm going to add one to the top of the list here. And that is, at this point in time, what's your favorite local trail?
2: Ooh, Honestly, for me, I love the trails behind the college. Right. Um, And I think maybe for me just now, it's because it's the most accessible. So I can just walk my dogs from my house up to the trails. Oh, yeah. Um, You know, I think Tara mentioned this in her podcast, but we walk together... Uh, usually once a week. And so we just hit all the trails up there. You can climb up Sea Hill. You can go to the Labyrinth now. You can go, you know, behind the range building. So I would say that's probably my favorite system now. Yeah,
0: that really accessible too. Very nice. That or the
1: mountain bike trail that you tried to kill me on this summer.
2: (laughs) (laughs) That's a work in progress as well. Um, (laughs) We won't tell
1: people where that is. Do not
2: venture there. Oh, no. It's not all my fault, you know.
1: No, I took a bad turn. Yeah,
2: it's okay. I haven't
1: haven't seen, I haven't heard anything. I don't know. (laughs) Brittany, what's a favorite movie of yours?
2: I don't know if I really have a favorite movie. I don't. We were talking about this. Like, I don't really rewatch movies. but right now I've been rewatching the movie Encanto a lot okay. because my kids love it, my daughter loves it and
1: that means you have to love it. That means
2: I have to. But it's really catchy so that's probably it. Yeah. It's yeah. not
1: there's worse ones for sure.
2: Definitely, definitely.
1: All right.
0: A favorite stretch or exercise?
2: My favorite exercise is probably cycling. Um I do like a spin bike. And just, like, different workouts on there, whether it's, like, with a YouTube or, like, Apple Fitness. But just, okay. yeah, that's a good cardio workout.
1: That might be a good follow-up. Um, I'm sure you probably have people ask you a lot, like, well, what are your fitness recommendations or, or what should I do? Um, y- you mentioned cycling, and I know that you do it indoors. But um, I think that that's probably a readily available thing for for a lot of people uh you can go to the pack or maybe even you have something at your own house but what do you like to do you, you said youtube and apple tv yeah
2: apple so, fitness i'm sorry <clears throat> yeah apple fitness so i i mean i know that i could work out on my own but i don't always like to work out on my own and even just like with a trainer like watching somebody is how i prefer to do it so i have a trainer i follow on youtube and she does cycling where you know, you're, you're doing it to music, you're kind of bumping along, and then you're doing exercises while you're on the bike. And, you know, that's really fun. And then with Apple Fitness, there's, you know, trainers who do it there in kind of a group setting. But, yeah, I would say, like, you know, if you, whatever your interest is, there's somebody out there who has a video about it or can introduce you to it or you can follow it. Yeah. And I mean, if you can't get to a class, like, when there's not a lot readily available in Chatter, Nebraska, you know, YouTube iPad.
1: Yeah. The cool thing I've noticed, a lot of those apps have like one month free or you know first week free. So you can kind of test it out, which is nice. Yeah,
2: Absolutely. And, you know, I feel like if you're cycling, people think you need a Peloton app and you need a Peloton to be able to do that. And that's not really the case. You don't have to spend the
0: money on that. Don't (laughs) have to
2: spend the money on that. There's, you know, we found a way to do it that works for us. And that's, yeah.
0: Definitely helps. Mm -hmm. What's next? Is it? I think it's yours, Alex.
1: Um, What's a hidden talent?
2: I don't know. (laughs) What's your your know. Uh, uh, I can hyperextend my arm. So when I shoot a basketball, it goes like that. Uh There we go. (laughs) It's not really a talent. It's the only thing I could think of that people don't know.
1: I was going to say that I think that you're pretty talented um, at drawing. Oh, <laughs> because Brit, our son will always ask me to draw stuff, and it's terrible. But Brittany can actually do it; she pulls it off.
2: So, mm, thank you. Yes, that's
1: what I, I think. That's your hidden talent.
2: I appreciate that. Good work. Thank Good you. Work. Yeah. To, I,
0: I'm going to have to have you do a sketch for me.
2: Uh... Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All <Okay>. right. <laughs> How many times have you been to the top of Sea Hill?
2: <laughs> Ooh, I was trying to figure this out, and I—I I don't know. I like—I want to say maybe like around a hundred times like i know that sounds like a lot but in the nine years that i've been here you know especially in the last couple of years i i it's a good workout you know you yeah, get your is. heart racing like all you have to mm-hmm. do is just start going up there and then you can go hike around so you know if i did that the, the false
1: summit always gets me oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> yes yeah. you yep. know, you get up to the sea you're
2: like oh yeah you think like the top of the sea is done and no it's not no
1: and our our dog stony feels the same way he (laughs) does he
2: does it's beautiful though i mean like that's great come on you can see the black hills you can see the um, beaver wall like it's just it's really cool absolutely yeah
0: all right oh yeah all right yeah you're up again
1: what is one word that comes to your head when you think of shattern state college
2: would say homey home like you know I know that for a lot of students Shattern is their home away from home that some students go to college you know without that support and they find it here or they find their people here and they feel supported by the entire campus at least that's how I would hope that students feel because that's the perception that I get but yeah I would say home not like homies, but.
1: <laughs> I was picking it up.
2: Yeah, you guys got it? Okay, good. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Very good. Well, Brittany, thanks again for coming on to the FAR cast yes. with us. Uh, Thank always you for good me. To, to talk to you. Yeah. And um, yeah, we'll, we'll see you out on the trails.
2: All right. I'll let you know when the next maintenance day is. Perfect. <laughs> okay. Thank you. Thanks.